What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler All-Decade Return Specialist, Josh Cribs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection Podcast, where AA Alex and AJ host the Mid-American Conference Best. Everybody, welcome back to the CSC podcast, all action, all the time. I'm your host, Alex the Captain. Joining me as always, it's AJ the Guru. What's going on, everybody? AJ, welcome back. If you would have told me that we would have three MAC teams who are five and one or six and one at the midway point of the season, I don't think I would have believed you. But here we are, Toledo, Miami. And Ohio are five and one or six and one in Ohio's case on the year. And they're starting to pull away as the best three teams in the conference. Yeah, they really are. You know, it's interesting. I think, you know, I wouldn't have said three teams. I definitely would have said maybe two, but definitely one. And, and one of those teams would have been either Toledo or OU. I think you and I were both very high on them early on in the season. Uh, but being able to being you know seeing Toledo, uh, Miami of Ohio, and OU uh, both sitting there at five and one, I'm really surprised that we don't have a MAC team ranked yet. I think there's a good possibility after this weekend uh, there will be one. Well, what's uh, what's crazy is we don't even have any MAC teams receiving votes right now. The Early only votes, who, yeah. The only one who even did this year so far has been Toledo, and that was mm-hmm. preseason receiving votes. I think they officially were ranked. 31st in the country um then they they dropped the heartbreaker to illinois the 30 to 28 final and we have not seen a team crawl back into that receiving vote section yet i don't know if we'll see it this weekend um all three teams obviously have a chance to go to six and one seven and one but i think mm-hmm. next weekend um we'll we'll see something you know toledo travels to miami in two weeks um, yep. and then the week after that miami actually travels to ohio so mm-hmm. we've got a lot of opportunities here for teams to to really kind of make their case as to why they're one of the best g5s in the country and a lot of that's going to shake out fortunately um we've got some good football on the horizon but let's uh let's jump back into last week we had uh a lot of good stuff happening last week. Um, big shout out to Eastern Michigan again. Um, always love going up to Ypsilanti, um, up to the factory, and well, it was homecoming up at up at the factory. And Eastern Michigan walked away with a twenty-four to ten victory over the well. Frankly, let's just let's just say what it is: the hapless Cardinals right now, who have now fallen to one and five. What are your thoughts on Ball State right now, AJ? It's not great. You know, it's, it's uh, they don't have a, uh, a the quarterback position solidified uh, defensively. They're struggling all over the field. I mean, really all three aspects of the game are really struggling. You know, they're showing some promise in some plays, but they're just not consistent um, with it. I mean, 24 to 10 loss there up in Ypsilanti. 
you know, Lane Hatcher was 19 of 33 for only 131 yards. Um, and once it's really, I'm really surprised too that Mark West Cooper has not got not been able to get going here. You know, we've seen him in the past at Kent State being all Mac running back, being a stud up there at Kent. Well, he only had like 46 yards last week and on the season, you know, he has 362 with only one touchdown on 79 carries. I think they need to really dig deep into the playbook and find something to get him the ball. But it also also starts up front, the offensive line. They've got to create gaps and, and lanes for him to run through. Um, you know, like we said, we're still trying to figure out if Hatcher's a quarterback or Kelly or, or, or who. Um, as we get deep into Mac play now that we're officially in conference play, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions to be answered in Muncie, um, whether it's my coach new or the offensive coordinator position um, with the coach Lynch. And you know, there's been a Lynch that involved in ball state for ever. It seemed like I, I went to camp with his dad, Bill down at IU years ago. And uh, you know, they're, they're a ball state family and uh, there's something some needs to change. Uh, here soon. Well, and I think to your point about Marquez Cooper, you know, currently as it sits, he is the sixth leading rusher in the conference. The number that stands out to me, though, for him is he is the 23rd leading rusher in terms of touchdowns. That's mm-hmm. the number that really stands out to me. Um, and I think, and I think, you know, you're right. There's, there's clearly an issue uh, in Muncie in terms of the quarterback, uh, Caden Simonza, the the freshman, uh, phenom has looked, looked good at times, but again, he's a freshman. Um, you know, you've got Kelly, and then you've got um, Lane Hatcher, who I, you know, I I like Lane Hatcher. He does not look like a guy who has ten thousand passing yards in a college career. He does not look like a guy who's seen a football field before. And, you know, and I know that's very critical, but just he, and, you know, I know part of it's the the transferring in learning an offense. Part of it, you know, could be issues with receivers and just not getting in sync, but I've been very overall, very disappointed in Lane Hatcher and what he's brought to the table this season. Yeah. I mean, he only 566 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions and a 43.8 QBR, which is ranked 97th. Um, in the country, yeah. I mean, you go look at his from 2019 to 2022, he did mean for 2,900, 2,000, 2,400, 2,600. Uh, a lot of touchdowns, but also a lot of interceptions in there as well. I uh, it's tough, and it's not going to get any easier for Ball State. When I mean, the last time Toledo played at Ball State, we were there uh, two years ago down in Muncie, so uh. This is going to be a uh, an interesting one for for Ball State. You know, I mean, you look at the number here for this week. Uh, up by seventeen points. I mean, with what that should be, that should be no problem with the way Ball State's played here lately. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, we'll we'll get into this this week's games here in a moment. Um, but yeah, I think they got to figure it out in Muncie. They got to get they got to get something figured out. You know, I think. Uh, you pull off a win against Toledo. I think uh, a lot of things change, but uh, let's let's look further or let's look a bit a little bit closer at last week. Um, you know, we've got our our usual helmet sticker for you know the phenomenal play. 
um, or for phenomenal player, uh, rather. Then we've got our play of the week um, and then upcoming game of the week. So let's, uh, AJ, go ahead and start with your helmet sticker. What player stuck out to you this last week? Yeah, for me this week, it's uh, Matt Selipek out of Miami of Ohio. You know, statistically he wasn't you know through the roof or anything like that but he had seven total tackles seven total tackles for solo but he passed 300 tackles in his career this weekend which is a huge honor and a huge uh accomplishment there in my miami ohio over 300 tackles in his career and he's a guy who uh i mean we were high on him early on in the year uh but he's a guy i think we'll be able we'll be seeing on sundays here in the next year or two sure no i think you know that's a that's a great pick. He had an he had an excellent game this week um, against Bowling Green in that shutout, that twenty-seven to nothing shutout. Played a big part on the defensive side to to help help them secure the win to keep Bowling Green out of the end zone. And it's and it's been really curious, right? Bowling Green lost two weeks ago to Ohio at home, thirty-eight to seven. They now go on the road to Georgia Tech. They dominate Georgia Tech. That game wasn't as close as the score indicated. And then they travel down to, for all intents and purposes, what is deemed to be considered lesser competition in Miami, Ohio. And they get blanked 27 mm-hmm. to nothing. So it just, it's really curious when you look at Bowling Green on the season right now in conference play, you know, a Bowling Green team that I, I actually had like some expectations for felt like they were getting a, a slightly better quarterback than Matt McDonald. Matt McDonald had a great career at Bowling Green, but you've got um, you've got so many guys who come in, try to do different things, um, and I'm, I've just been disappointed. I've been very disappointed. Um, Connor Basilek has not looked like the SEC freshman of the year he was several years ago. Um, he's had flashes of brilliance, brilliance. I'll give him that, but I've been overall disappointed with what Bowling Green has done. And then right now they are being outscored in conference play, mm-hmm. sixty-five to seven. Not going to win a lot of conference games when you're only putting up seven points every two games. No, not at all. Um. So yeah, no. I mean, Matt Matt Salopek, to your point, great great pick. I mean, he he had a lot of great plays this weekend. Um, looked really really sharp on defense for for Miami against Bowling Green, and I think Miami's really starting to catch their stride. So he's looking excellent for me, man, this one was a tough one this week. You know, it'd be very easy for me to pick Curtis Rourke. He had 300 yards, three touchdowns, um, as my player of the week, it'd be very easy for me to pick Ontario Brown for what he had 280 yards and four scores. Fun Mm -hmm. fact about his scores. All of them were 45 yards or more. Right. Um, and then obviously Daquan Finn, he looked excellent. You know, he had 140 passing yards, two scores, but then he led everybody in that game with 172 yards. Get this on 13 carries. Wow. Do you know what that average is out to be, AJ? That's 13.2 yards 13 a carry. Yards, yeah. Hmm. Well, we've talked about it, how important his legs were going to be for Toledo this year. I think I'm going to go Ontario Brown because we finally got to see Ontario Brown be Ontario Brown. And when mm-hmm. you when you look at his numbers a little bit closer, you know, we, we talked about Daquan Finn and, you know, the great game he had on the ground. Ontario Brown 
had 13 carries for 280 yards and four scores. He averaged 21.5 yards a carry this weekend. Hmm. 21.5 yards a carry. Oh, yeah. You don't you don't need to you don't need to have Rocky Lombardi throw the ball much, which you know, in, in Rocky's defense looked pretty good. 10 of 15, 191 yards, two scores. When Ontario Brown can rush for 300 yards or almost 300 yards and pick up four touchdowns on the ground, that takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback, makes the offense look a lot better. I was very impressed with Ontario Brown this weekend. His longest was a 66-yard run in the second quarter to put Northern Illinois up for good, 14-7. to He looked phenomenal. And so he's the one who gets my helmet sticker. You're giving yours to Matt Salapek. Both great choices for this week. Um, give me your play, play of the week. What, uh, yeah, what mine play one, stood out to you? Yeah, I'm going back to the OU Kent game with Parker Navarro. Mm-hmm. He uh, th- he only had three carries for 65 yards, but he had a long of 52. If you look at the play, it was an RPO. He pulled it, and he ran the left side of the, the field, and it essentially was untouched. I, mean, I don't think even in the line anybody touched him. Uh, I just watched the replay a little bit ago just to confirm what I saw. And it was beautiful, beautifully designed to play by Coach Albion and, and that offensive staff. Uh, but yeah, he was able to pull it, run to the left side, and and run for 52 yards, seemingly untouched, uh, obviously, to keep the blowout what it was at 42-17. Sure, sure. No, that's that's fair, man. I mean, you know, you look at you look at the year he's had already. Um, not a bunch of stuff on the year, but when he gets a chance to make a play, Parker Navarro knows how to, knows how to play football. And as a kid who's smart, he, uh, he understands what to do with the ball and understands it well. Um, and he's a big compliment to, to that Ohio team. And yeah, he, he made a couple big plays this weekend for them. So, but yeah, that one, that one sticks out the most. That was a, that was an impressive play. I thought Kent state was going to, you know, Kent state gave Ohio a game, uh, somewhat early. Um, it was a zero zero game at the end of the first quarter mm-hmm. and really up until about four minutes left in the second quarter, it was a one score game. So, you know, Kent mm, yeah. state hats off to them for pushing Ohio a little bit, but yeah, no Parker Navarro, you know, that 52 yard run huge, huge for the Bobcats. Just, just an impressive, you know, step move and, and go. You know, it, it didn't take him much to to get in the open field on that. But, yeah, he looked really, really, really good. Yeah. I, I So this one was, again, you know, talking about, you know, a tough week because there were so many great plays. Um, Central Michigan looked not great this week, again, mm-hmm. especially against Buffalo. But, you know, and, 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 I, and I'll admit this is a little bit of a cop-out. Um, Devin Grant. Not yeah. one, but two pick sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's it was the second one that that really stood out. You know, the first one was great. I want to say it was like thirty yards of thirty yard pick six, something like that. And mm-hmm. you know, he made a great move, but it was the one in the third quarter that he had that really kind of blew this thing open. Um, early in the third quarter, too. I think it was like less than two minutes into the third quarter. Almost 60 like yards. That, yeah. It was 58 yards, pick six, his second of the day. Um, he was named a national player of the week. Um, 
for me that that 58 yard pick six would have done enough for national player of the week the fact that he had two was was just incredible but that 58 yard pick six mm-hmm. watch that play it's yeah incredible. actually I, I actually pulled it up here it was 13 minutes and 27 seconds into the third quarter or left left in the third quarter it was 23 to 7 buffalo at the time right so but when you watch that play you know people always talk about defensive backs cornerbacks are converted wide receivers who couldn't catch. That was very much not the case here. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, like I'm watching it again here, tiptoe down the sidelines. And I love the little celebration with the lineman uh, going into the end zone with the high five. That just kind of puts the icing on the cake there for that one. Let's look, let's look forward to this week. We've got a, we've got a great slate of games coming up. Um, and it's all conference play. We are finally officially, everybody is playing a Mac game. Everybody's playing a conference opponent. Got a great slate. We've got Kent state at Eastern Michigan. Um, then we've got Toledo at ball state, Akron at central Michigan, Bowling green at Buffalo, Miami at Western, uh, Western Michigan, Ohio at Northern Illinois, six great games. Which one sticks out to you for, for whatever reason you wanted to have stick out to you. Yeah, that the one that's interesting here is OU at Northern Illinois. It's a five and one versus two and four, but somebody knows something that we don't, and the number's only six and a half in favor of the Bobcats. Uh, you kind of look at that one's really surprising because you look from the outside looking in, you think OU's going to th- beat them by 60, you know, the way OU's been playing. So that one's kind of intriguing. I'm really curious as to what's going on there at, uh, in that game. But you also look at Buffalo BG. I think that has a potential to be a really interesting one, too. Either across the board, the numbers aren't that aren't atrocious. Toledo or Toledo minus 17, EMU versus minus 10, CMU minus 12, Buffalo minus four and a half, Miami Ohio minus eight, and OU minus six and a half. So somebody, some of these bookmakers think this is going to be a really good week at Mac football. Yeah, and I think it's interesting you talk about that Ohio Northern Illinois one. Um Northern Illinois played Toledo really close a couple weeks ago. A two-point mm-hmm. loss. Then they go to Akron, where it was supposed to be a close game, and they blow Akron out. Yeah. So I think, you know, the bookmakers may have shifted that because of because of that. Now, that being said, Ohio has not won or Northern Illinois has not won at home this year. You know, their two their their two wins are on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, Akron and then at Boston College. So this is a Ohio team that is going to get kind of a down and dejected Northern Illinois team when it comes to defending their home turf. So I, I do think that the number feels low for that matchup, but I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to who had the ball late mm-hmm. um, and they're just trying to cut into a, a deficit, whatever it may be. But that should be a really good game. That's on four uh, 4 o'clock over there on ESPNU. For me, the game that really sticks out is probably probably Miami at Western Michigan, and here's why. Miami has arguably the best team they've had since 2003, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Ben Roethlisberger, you know, final season. Um, they finished 10th in the country that year after their uh GMAC Bowl victory. This is a Miami. What a throwback. 
right? Um, this is a Miami team who, well, really, frankly, Brett Gabbert was going to leave and then decided, you know what, let's, let's come back. Let's try to win a championship. And, and they're doing their part so far, you know, they're undefeated in conference play. They're five and one on the year um, with a huge power five win and a rivalry win over Cincinnati. So this game almost feels like a trap game for Miami because Western Michigan's offense starting to look pretty good. Um, defense is figuring it out, but that offense is starting to look pretty good. Looked really good against ball state two weeks ago. Looked excellent comparatively against Mississippi State last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that this could be a potential trap game for the Red Hawks because what do you think they're going to do? They they see the record. They know where Western Michigan's at. They're not playing great football. They don't look bad, but they're not playing great football. Who comes to town in two weeks? The Toledo Rockets in yeah. the first matchup that they've played in 12 years. Be very easy for Miami to overlook Western. Mm-hmm. Same, I mean, same for Toledo, right? It'd be very easy yeah. for Toledo to look at Ball State, say, "Oh yeah, we're going to win by a thousand. And you know what? What's happened in the past? Ball State has pulled that upset. You know, sure. it's it's not impossible. Um, so those are the two big ones for me. You know, Miami, uh, Western a little bit more so because Western actually looks halfway competent. But watch for that game to be a really critical matchup this week. Um, just keep your eye on that one. That's gonna that should be a good game over there at three thirty on ESPN Plus up at Waldo Stadium in Kalamazoo. Um, yeah, I'm really really excited to see how that one turns out. I am taking a bye week this week. I know that you're not going to cover Mac stuff. You're going to be over at doing some Mountain West stuff. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing about that. Yeah, I'll be doing some live Mac stuff on Twitter throughout the day. It's a primetime game out here in Colorado Springs on Saturday. But we've got some really cool G5 stuff Saturday. We got a 5 and 0 Air Force Falcon team taking on a 5 and 1 Wyoming Cowboys team, uh, which I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And there's a lot of implications on this game too because these are the two top teams in the Mountain West. Two teams looking for you know, neither one of them is ranked. Uh Air Force comes out of this game 6-0. There's a good chance next week they are ranked. Um, and they're also looking for a great uh, a bull bit, a great bull bit at the end of the year. But, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I've done a couple of games with Air Force over the past year or so, and uh, they do a phenomenal job. And a huge thank you to Toby Gearhart, the SID over there, who literally has no reason to give faith and I the access that he does. But uh, he's been super great to us. And, uh, but yeah, we'll be doing some live stuff there. Um. I got to confirm what time I'll be there and whatnot, but you'll see it all on our social medias and whatnot uh, throughout the day. Uh, but yeah, I believe Air for uh, Mountain West football is on their app, correct? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. Mountain West, do does something, Mountain West does stuff a little different, but yeah, it's kickoff here. Uh, my time's going to be five o'clock. So it'll be seven o'clock on the East coast. Uh, you guys make sure you guys figure out, it will be on CBS sports network actually. So that's great. Um, you guys make sure you take a look at that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Faith will be on the sidelines doing pictures. I'll be up in the press box uh, doing some, some social media stuff. And uh, yeah, let's, you know, like I posted on our Twitter or Facebook earlier, let's, the Mac gets a lot of love in the G5. Let's give the Mountain West some love also because we're all in the same boat and we all love the G5. So uh, let's, let's have some fun with it. For sure. Um, 
Yeah, no, this week I am taking, uh, yeah, that'll be fun for you guys for sure. Um, this week I'm taking my, my bye week Um, as you guys know, I've been trying to hit up all the max stadiums. Well, I, uh, I decided to take a weekend for myself and I'm going to New York comic-con. Um, gonna, gonna walk around and be my uh, authentic nerd self for a weekend. So, um, hopefully AJ, uh, and I know he will bring you guys some great coverage, um, send you out some score updates from the Mac, uh, mm-hmm. things like that should be, should be good. Um, then the week after, uh, back on the road, back to, uh, this time, my first trip to Jaeger stadium, got some things in the works for that. Not going to share them on this week's episode just yet. But I uh, got some really cool stuff in the works for that, and I think you guys are going to be really excited. Some neat stuff uh, to kind of help wrap up the the second half of this season. Big shout-out um, to you guys for sticking with us. Um, season's been crazy so far. Um, I mean, now we've got the last six weeks, and it's all, it's all Mac play. So from here on out, it's just Maction, Maction, Maction. Uh, starting October 31st, I believe, is the first midweek slate. Yes. So, or no, October 31st is a, is a, uh, no, that's a Tuesday night. Yeah. So, um, that is the first midweek slate. And then from there on up until December, we've got those midweek games. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our social media accounts. You can follow us over on X at college sport pod. You can follow us on Instagram at the CSC podcast. You can check us out over on Facebook, uh, the CSC podcast. We're everywhere. Um, you guys get a chance, please leave a review for us on uh, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please, please, please subscribe. Please leave a review. Um, that helps us with our algorithms. That helps us to uh, rank higher that helps us to get you guys more mac content and to make it more accessible to others who are looking for mac content so please 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 do that help us out and uh get us that content but overall yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh we'll see you next week see you.